and welcome to Chatty AF, the anime feminist podcast. I'm Dee, the managing editor at Anifem. I also run the anime blog of the Jose Next Door, and you can find me on Twitter at Jose Next Door. And I am joined today by fellow Anifem staffers, Peter and Caitlin. Hi, I'm Caitlin. Uh, I'm a writer and editor for Anifem, um, as well as writing for various corners of the internet. Is that it? Is that it? That, is that, yep. that was, That's okay. it. It was so anticlimactic. I really, I really okay. don't feel like doing the whole thing today i uh, don't know why an abbreviated version okay yeah sure all right uh and i'm peter phobian i'm an associate's features editor at crunchyroll and a contributor and editor at anime feminist and this is our mid-season fall check-in where we take a look at the currently airing shows and talk about how they are shaping up um folks at home if you're familiar with these podcasts we've been doing them every season for a while now um we are going to do things a little differently today um, normally we start at the very bottom of our premiere digest and we just work our way through basically every show that anyone um, on the recording is, has been watching. Um, however, the podcasts tend to run really long because of this and Peter is watching everything. <laughs> so um, to kind of cut down on the red time and to avoid forcing Peter to monologue at us for like 30 minutes, um, we're going to do something a little different this time. Um, Peter, anything below the harmless fun category, so for folks at home who are looking at our digest list, that would be anything below Zombieland Saga, um, is there anything there that you are particularly excited about that you think we should be watching and we aren't, um, or have any of those shows done anything surprising since the first episode that's worth letting, um, listeners know about? If the answer is no, you can just skip them. No need to talk about them. Uh, I wouldn't say that any of them are doing anything where I'd say you absolutely have to watch them. Uh, I'd say maybe a couple are better or worse than you might have been led to believe based on the first episode preview that we did. That being Ulysses, because Ulysses had a pretty tame first episode, I think. Yeah, um, and yeah. then Caitlin, Caitlin came back for the three episode check and was like, "Oh God, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no." It's <laughs> basically, I was like, "I have to see this thing through mm-hmm. so that uh, I can honestly say this anime is awful." don't watch it, never watch it. And I did, and I was correct. And I hated every second of those other two episodes. Yeah, it uh, it went down a, a dark hole there. Mm-hmm. The first one was just a bunch of kids making a promise to each other, and then, <laughs> yeah, that was probably the high point. If you are curious, you can watch my three, you can read my three-episode preview. Yeah. Yeah, it's in our check-in post. Goblin Slayer, I'd say if you made it past the first episode, uh, there really hasn't been any of that sexual violence since. But based on what I know of the series, that might not last. So at least to the halfway point of the series, it's been pretty good since the first episode. Everything else everything else is pretty much held steady? Beezlebub's been a mixed bag, I, I feel like I should mention. Uh, there was some, like, I think we said it had some fan service in the first episode, but it was kind of a... Uh, Kind of it was just pretty a, tame. A fluffy show. It was just like somebody was naked. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that sort of continues on that theme. It, it had introduced a character who's like this big guy who's kind of intimidating that doesn't talk. He communicates with cards that he writes. Mm-hmm. And he's really into cute stuff. And they have a, kind of like a little uh, Sanrio Boys subplot go on there. But then they also introduce a demon who she's so nervous around other people that she constantly has to go to the bathroom. Uh, which is literally... Oh, God. Yeah, I'd say it got more extreme on both ends by having good and bad material in it. Okay. Yeah, I had a friend who thought I might, who got to the the demon guy who likes cute things and was like, you might like this show. It's kind of got some elements that you enjoy, and I just I haven't had a chance to check it out. But, mm-hmm. um, so, a bit of a mixed bag. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, is that kind of the high points? Everything else pretty much sort of has been doing its thing? 
Yeah, pretty much everything else is... Oh, I should probably mention, Slime has had some fan service since. I know that the first episode, it was pretty... Um, past, like, a single statement was pretty tame, right? Um, since he's met some elves who are all very uh, bodacious. So there's been a lot of uh, girls holding the slime and resting certain things on top of the slime while holding him. Uh, mm-hmm. So... Uh, Peter, I, just say boobs. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear you use the word boobs. Yeah, there's, I don't there's know a, if I've ever a heard lot of boobs. I think there's a, a scene where literally <laughs> it's just him surrounded by elf boobs. Like, it's the slime, and then the rest of the screen is cleavage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the extent of it, but at the same time, it's just like, oh, yeah, we're going in that direction, too. So I feel like the, the unaware should be forewarned. There are lots of boobs. That's that's mm-hmm. fair to know. Yeah. That's All right. Point. Okay. Let's get into the um, harmless fun and up categories where um, more of us are, are watching the shows there. Uh, starting from the bottom, just because alphabetical order works that way. Yeah. Uh, Zombieland Saga. We are all watching this one, yes? Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. Anime um, of the season. I'm having... You think it's the anime of the season? Definitely. If I were to joke about that, I would say yes. It's been consistently really fun. Yeah. And I've I've enjoyed it. It's one that I haven't really had to worry about. I've just been able to kind of sit down and just giggle at it every week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think... Like, they even had a Hot Springs episode, and I don't really remember there being anything uh-huh. particularly fan service Like, there's some nudity, but it's not really, like sexualized you know they're just, yeah. they're just naked in the bath um and then it turns into a whole wacky comedy zombie routine which is delightful so i've been pretty pleased with it overall yeah i think the third and fourth episodes were kind of uh a little boring yeah yeah well especially compared to two and one and two which were just like so so good yeah but then five was like right back to the high points that one and two had hit and six <laughs> It wasn't so much funny, but it, it was like a heavy exposition episode, which is, I don't know, still had some good jokes and is uh, maybe some, like, stuff to think about, actually. I don't know if you watched the latest episode. I have. I think Caitlin's one behind, so I, we yeah, get I haven't deep watched into episode it. five yet. Or I haven't watched episode six yet. Yeah, and we try not to spoil things for our listeners anyway, so um, we won't dig too deep into it. But, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think they're starting to do some legwork in terms of kind of developing the cast and kind of the whole idea of like what an idol group is yeah yeah I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes and again it also is just it's just consistently very fun mm-hmm. um miano is mianoing as oh hard God. as he possibly can yeah. as their dirtbag manager they just shove him in a booth and watch him go have you seen the picture picture of him cosplaying the manager no yeah. but i am unsurprised just, that he did it's just him it's just oh, him those, <laughs> those were two promotional videos where he in character while cosplaying is tatsumi uh, went on a long, like, three-minute rant. There's two of those it's, videos you can find on YouTube. Oh my god, I should watch those. <laughs> yeah. I've seen a lot of stuff with him, like, behind the scenes where he just seems to be having a really good time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There was some cute stuff that came out of Yuri on Ice with him, like, l- cracking up about JJ, because he was playing JJ at the time, and just, yeah. yeah, he just, he seems to always be having fun, and I love that, um, and I love his performances, so. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's great. There's a reason he's he is, one of the tops in the industry. Yeah, and I think he's made a character who would have been completely insufferable otherwise, sort of an enjoyable asshole. Like, I still kind of want him to get some comeuppance, but he has been much more fun than I expected him to be early on. Because he is kind of a jerk to the girls. Oh, he's awful. Both he and the series has been have been very good about that, I think, though. The way he, like, uh, vocalizes the character, you're just like, oh, this guy's being a jerk right now. And then he's been getting his ass kicked a lot more, which I really appreciate. 
Like when uh, oh, Saki threw the pitch and like <laughs> I guess shattered his bone. I don't that the baseball <laughs> yeah. went almost all the way into his flesh. So <laughs> it was amazing. And yeah. then he just gets like, and then he just gets whacked with a baguette. Um, no, they've been they've been um, kicking his ass. Yeah, there's been more of a back and forth between like him being kind of awful and then them like not really letting him get away with anything either. So um, and also sometimes ruining his plans. So I think the I think the balance in the past few episodes has made it a lot more fun too. Yeah. Saki has been incredible the whole time. Yes. She's so good. She's yes. one best girl. How she managed to turn yeah, whiteboard marker into spray paint. <laughs> Saki's wonderful. This show has a really, really sharp sense of humor. Like it's not my favorite anime of the season because I do think after the first couple episodes it started going a little bit into the like, you know, the idol stuff and that's not really what works for me but like when it is just going wild like it has just like so many sharp gags and it 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 doesn't always go where you expect it like in the uh hot springs episode when uh sakura's head just sort of popped off (laughs) (laughs) that's not what i thought was gonna happen at all that was so good um (laughs) Anytime they, anytime they kind of really play into the fact that, oh yeah, we're zombies and we're sort of just awkwardly stitched together Frankenstein monsters, it it's it mines it for like really good um, humor and then like low key like funny horror, I guess you would describe it. Um, and I appreciate that about it. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all. I think we're all just enjoying this one. Like the reason I'm behind is because I had a couple of weeks where I was like, do I really wanna like go down this road? Because I, you know, I dropped life is short, and I drop shows like Hot Potatoes the moment that I'm not sure if it's gonna be uh, worth my time. And, yeah. but I am. I'm glad I decided to. And like until that moment in the Hot Springs episode, I was like, I don't know. But then like. I'm so glad, like, that I didn't get spoiled on that gag. Sorry to people who are listening who I did spoil that for. You definitely <laughs> did, yeah. Um, it'll still be funny when they watch it. It'll, but, it'll yeah. still be funny. There's more after it that it we was, didn't talk yeah. about yeah. that will it was just keep, like, it, keep it going. It was just unexpected and wonderful. I was like, okay, we can keep going here. Yeah. I do have to say, I like, at episode three and four, I was kind of like thinking I might drop the series if it continued on this course, which is why five was so, like, five was so good. And I, I felt like I was holding my breath before the episode started because I was really worried it was going to become kind of mediocre. Yeah. I think they're hitting kind of a, kind of a balance between the sort of the zany comedy aspect and then the more like kind of traditional, like, group of people learn to work together to, you know, pr- put on a good show, sort of idol. Yeah. Um, genre as well and that's it's it's a good blend i'm not usually um into idol shows um and again there's nothing wrong with them it's just not typically my thing um but this one has this one has caught me um i also feel i don't know if you guys knew this and i i just wanted to mention it real quick uh they revealed the voice actress because at first they didn't like they kept it a secret for the first couple episodes of the legendary tai it's uh yeah so the legendary tai is kotona mitsuishi so it's the legendary sailor moon basically yep, that's legendary. <laughs> just just making groaning noises and rooster calls and it's every time she does anything the f- knowing that it's kotono mitsuishi just makes it that much better it's like a very good meta gag yeah and i, I appreciate that it's the same reason like tatsumi is so much better because it's mama mariano you just know this like yes. legendary voice actors just making like burping noises <laughs> <on the side. laughs> 
<laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's a silly show that I think is having a good time. And like you like like we said, I think that it is kind of trying to actually like develop the characters and tell a story. Yeah. On top of being silly. Um. So I'm kind of curious to see where it goes with that. Um. Yeah. So that's Zombieland Saga. Next one, up. We are also all watching S S S S. I did say four. Yes, Gridman. So. What are our thoughts on Gridman? I really like it. It might actually be my favorite anime of the season. It's really excellent. I watched just before sitting down for rec- like I I can't for whatever else is going on. Like it, there's so much stuff that that the show is doing right, but like the last couple of episodes, and I haven't like the one that came out today. I haven't watched, and I've only seen the first six minutes of episode five <laughs> but starting okay. with episode four the fan service just really like ramps up real fast i feel like that was the episode though uh i watched today's episode and it didn't have any so i think that that's good well did it have I mean, feet not to my recollection okay well <laughs> caitlin's pretty sure someone on staff has a foot fetish yeah no episode four it was like specifically like foot fetish fan service I mean, uh, you get all types and trigger. <laughs> they, that, I'm pretty sure that's how they arrange their cubicles. My <laughs> <laughs> <By> fetish. <laughs> I buy that. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it too. The most recent episode. Well, I shouldn't say most recent because this will go. We're recording this on a Saturday. There's a new episode that dropped like I don't know a couple hours ago, so I haven't seen that one yet. But the the I guess the the obligatory swimsuit episode was it. The Intense. fans it. It's a, it's real. That camera, the camera is so skeevy. It was yeah. so skeevy. Like, oh my god! Really skeevy, like very voyeuristic in a way that was extremely off-putting for the rest of the show. Like it didn't even really fit in with what was. There were a few times where like it was more specifically like from the perspective of like one of the guys was turned on because the girl he had a crush on was in a swimsuit or something like that. Yeah. Um. But half the time, like, there was nobody else around. It was just the camera just leering at these teenage girls. And again, this was not a show that... It wasn't like this was a show that we started from episode one that was like, yeah, this is going to be a show with fan service. So you kind of... it You roll your eyes at it and you go, well, that's not great, but it's there. So if I'm here, I'm here for it. Um, it just came in kind of out of left field. It just, like, smacks you in the face with Akane's tits. It's like... It, it's like it just took it took you by the the head and just shoved your face right into her cleavage. Whether you wanted to be there or not. Nope. Yeah. Um. So there was that. There's also there was also some kind of icky stuff in that episode about one of the guys being a little bit flabby, and everybody giving him crap for it. And it wasn't like the worst thing in the world, but it was a little discomforting. Um, Poor Sumi. Yeah. yeah. Especially because he's got a crush on Akane, and I think she was one of the girls pinching him. Yeah, but he liked it when she did it. Yeah. Oh, did he? Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was touching him. Of course he liked it. it. And I, you know, like, I, you know, there's always that space for, and I thought the early episodes did a pretty good job of, like, low key being like, oh, these are teenagers who are attracted to each other. And so there'd be, like, the occasional camera angle that was more specifically from one of the characters' perspectives, like, noticing the other character as they, like, you know, adjusted their you know, their seating position or something like that. Um, but this, yeah, this episode took, took it into the realm of like, I can't even say that you're doing this for like a thematic purpose about like, you know, exploring teenage hormones or something like it was just fan service and it was unpleasant. Um, otherwise though, 
I do I do enjoy it. Um, I think I think it's got really good atmosphere and cinematography. Um, it's much more restrained than your typical trigger shows. Yeah. I was looking forward to coming on here and going, it's trigger without the bullshit. And then that episode dropped. And I was like, well, just kidding. It's still some of the bullshit. <laughs> less, um, less bullshit. I think, mm-hmm. I think, um, like, I think the first episode was probably the most, like, interesting episode just from, like, a, you know, a cinematography and atmosphere perspective. It, it's one of those series where the first episode does something like really unusual and attention grabbing. And then the rest of the series is less unusual, but you know, but like you're, you're still there for it. It's not bad. It's just, you know, a little bit less innovative. Um, but it's really like, yeah, I really enjoy it. Uh, I really like Rika. I really like, um, the, uh, neon Genesis junior high school students. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Four in particular, voiced by uh, the amazing Aoi Yuki, uh, yeah. is awesome. Who, oh, very fun character. Yeah. yeah, just just sitting there like calling everyone out for mm-hmm. their stupid high school bullshit. I really like the villains too. To be honest, I really like Akane, and uh, I I don't know. I you figure maybe Alexis is manipulating her, but at the same time, it seems I don't know. Their back and forth is really fucking cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you're you're wondering, are they like real friends? Because uh, in the latest episode, she's out for a while, and you get a scene of Alexis just sitting home in the room, like wondering if she's okay. <laughs> like, I don't. It seems like they're just best friends, and it's kind of ridiculous how easy it is to kind of like root for them too, even though they're killing people. Yeah, and it's it's the kind of dynamic where the villains are sort of as interesting and fun as the protagonist, if not more so. And I don't, I feel like we used to see that in anime a lot and we don't see it as much anymore. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a really enjoyable sort of breath of fresh air. Cause we've been, uh, Caitlin and I've been watching Escaflone together, like rewatching it. And it's the same thing there. Like the antagonists are really fun. Um, and this, so this kind of has that same feel to it. Mm-hmm. And it, it just makes the whole show more energetic and exciting. I yeah. think. I, I like to joke that Alexis is, um, uh, occasional any uh, chatty AF guest, Alexis, my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, your your friend and mine, Alexis. She's actually <laughs> surprised. She's actually you know an evil robot, but she didn't know that D when you were talking to her about Oron. I did not. I am shocked, shocked <laughs> and appalled. Um, <laughs> do we have any other great reveals about Gridman to bring up, or should we jump to the next show? Which we are also all watching. The bottom of this harmless fun category is popular. Yeah. It's, well, they're fun. And harmless. Well, maybe um, not this next. No, actually. No. <laughs> I don't on. think Gridman was, and probably not Run with the Wind either. Well, as of the first episode, that was the category we were in. Yeah, I mean, I would bump yeah. Gridman down to yellow flags because of the, some of the skeevy camera nonsense. Um, but I, otherwise, I, I think Zombieland Saga still fits in here pretty yeah. comfortably. I'm not sure yeah. about Run with the Wind either. Run with, yeah, Run with the Wind, it's, I think, is borderline. It's borderline. It's, you know, um, which is the next show, by the way, Run With The Wind. Um, How are folks enjoying this one? I like it a lot with just the one female character who is not a character. Oh, yeah. God. It me out. Every time she's there, I just, like, brace for impact because it's just going to show all the guys, like, just leering, like, cycle through all ten of them. Like, I just... Oh, man, a girl. A high school girl. I don't care about... I don't There's a few of them who so are unfazed, much. but yeah, some mm. of them are like way into her. Yeah. And well, I don't, it doesn't, the, the freshman, it doesn't really bother me because I'm guessing she's like a junior or a senior. So there's probably only like a two to three year distance between them. Um, but 
there's one of the like the older guy who was specifically looking for a job and like was particularly interested in her and i was like oh that's that's not good yeah i Um, feel like fetishization of high school girls is really common in anime like in like going back to gridman for a second um the episode with the uh youtubers um, oh yeah yeah they were all like oh we're going on a group we're college students we're going on a group date with high school girls and like they're you know the gridman characters are first years like I, I I just I feel like that's such a common thing, like the fetishization of like high school girls. It is, and it's icky. It um, is. It is icky. I have read articles that like gro- people like women about women who got groped when they were in high school every day on the train, and then the moment they graduated and they stopped wearing their uniform, it never happened again. Yeah. So that's so, folks at home, if you're like, why do you guys care about stuff like this? That's why, yeah. um, because it actually does sort of bleed out and is, you know, part of the wider uh, issues. So, art, imitate, art um, imitates life, imitates art. Yeah, um, back and forth. Um, my and name- the thing, I mean, to Run With The Wind's credit, I don't think the camera is skeevy towards her. She just doesn't have a personality. And I keep thinking no. they're going to yes. develop her as an actual character. And no, she's just the girl. She has um, no personality other than, like... She is not shown to have any personality, any interest other than just, like, being there to cheer on the guys and motivate the guys. Like, even, like, in Haikyuu, um, Shimizu, the manager in that show, like, she didn't have a whole lot of personality. Like, the guys all, like, drooled over her. But as she, at least she was, like, there to do a job. Yeah. Like, the, the Hana and Run With The Wind, like, she does nothing she just stands there and smiles and is cute and tells the guys how great they are i'm hoping for a plot twist where i i feel like it's impossible for the 10 guy like none of the guys to drop out i feel like one of them has to drop out so i'm wondering mm-hmm. why like if she she could run she is in high school so she could join her track team run once get a record and then be one of the 10 people to run but i doubt that's gonna happen i would I would love that would be it. And, and that's the thing like every time she shows up I'm like okay is this the episode where we find out what her deal is and why she's doing this and what her relationship with Haiji is it's and it's like nothing. no I guess we're not gonna do that and mm-hmm. so I don't know if it's I don't know if we're ever gonna find I mean, we're, at, we're at the midway point now so who knows no it's a it's a two core so we're a quarter way yeah it is, it is yeah. oh that's nice mm-hmm. that's exciting that we have a lot more okay I, then they might actually get to her we might actually find out something about this girl then <laughs> this mysterious that's girl. fun yeah, there was there was just one scene where she's they say like oh, what what is it? One of them say can't you like run along with us or something like that? She's like oh I yeah, couldn't do that. Like, and I'm like you're in better shape than half of them. One guy's a chain smoker. The other guy's never worked out a day in his life. Uh, yeah, one then, of them he runs. <laughs> Prince runs in jeans. He yeah. runs in jeans. <laughs> I just love jeans? his shirt so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I've been I love watching... that one that just says why. <laughs> I've been watching this show with Jordan. Jordan and I have made a couple of um, ill-fated. Uh, attempts to get into running together and they like every time it shows Akane just like face down on the grass like unable to move he just like both of us are just like yes that's me yeah I feel we spent I feel like we spent a lot of time harping not harping uh you know rightfully I think criticizing the way the show is utilizing its one female character um, but otherwise, I really, really enjoy it. Um, I wasn't episodes two and three. I was a little bit shaky on, uh, but then I think four is when um, Prince kind of talks about how 
like they start to really dig into like the aspect of like this is a community and we're kind of trying to support each other and push each other and do something different mm-hmm. here um and i think that as it's sort of given us more insight into the guys and like why they are continuing to do this with Haiji, um i think it's gotten um a lot more compelling yeah. each week and also it looks beautiful because it's production IG and it's like, I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's actually the animation team behind Haikyuu, but it looks like them. It's the character um, designer. Okay. It is the character designer then. Um, and then, I mean, production IG typically does good animation, except for whatever the hell happened to welcome to the ballroom. Um, but it looks really, it looks really good. The character, exp- like they're very, the, what's the word? The character animation is very like expressive and mm-hmm. you get a feel for everybody, even when they're not necessarily talking. Um, I think it's handled its, and I mean, we're probably not the best people to have this conversation, but um, I think it's handled its its one black character really well, too. Like, you don't see a lot of black characters in anime, and um, I like him quite a bit. Yeah, um, I like him, how he, like, he, like, he speaks Japanese well, um, and this mm-hmm. is something that I personally have found relatable as someone who lived in, first of all, I like that he actually comes from a country, not just Musa. Africa. I was trying to remember his name, Musa. Musa. Yeah, he's from Tanzania, yeah. right? Yeah, he's from Tanzania things like he made one of the t-shirts and he forgot a character in it so it says um hakone eki instead of hakone ekiden or mm-hmm. like he doesn't really know prince very well just because prince uses a much like more advanced vocabulary Com- than yeah he so he was like i usually just kind of zone out when you're talking because <laughs> your vocabulary <laughs> is pretty intense yeah there's some i think they did a good job of like he doesn't feel like a, a stereotype of a foreign character but mm-hmm. so it's it's a lot more authentic it's that sense of like no I, I can speak the everyday language but if you're gonna start like talking politics at me we're not it's not gonna work so yeah um peter i know that you were sort of not so sure about Haiji. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up this at some point. But okay, um, I like, but like I like most of the characters. I'm a little disappointed because like I thought you like the character Yuki, the guy with the undercut and the earring, who's like ah, I don't know why you are act starting to act like you're gonna actually gonna do this. He was came across through his look and his uh, relationship with Nico Chan Senpai. He really came across like he was like he was gay early in the series. Like a lot of my uh, a lot of the queer folks I follow on Twitter who are also watching around with the wind said the same thing. They were like, "This guy's gay." Yes. And then like now um, like and then he turned like they started showing me like aggressively heterosexual, like showing him at clubs, trying to chat up girls, drooling over Hana, and it's like, oh come on guys. But yeah, no, not the it's, hot one. It's, it's got a really good. It's got a really good ensemble cast. Um, who was the other one that I was thinking of that I really like? I don't know. I like all of them. I like uh, Shindo. He seems like a really sweet, sweet guy. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think the whole cast is pretty much good to um, enjoyable to watch. And they're you know they all have kind of different dynamics, and I think the show does a good job of of giving you that sense. Again, we're we're only six episodes in, and I feel like I have a pretty good feel for all of the characters. Oh. And there's ten of them, so... Yeah, I remember what I was going to say. Um, like, when we were talking about the art and animation, one thing that I really, really liked is that, like, they all have... Like, there's a... Like, you know, there's a unified art style to it, but they all have very distinctive faces. Mm-hmm. Like, their features are different from each other, which is always, you know, nice to see in anime, because sometimes things can get kind of same-facey. Or, like, you go, like, the Yoamushi pedal route, which is totally wild, and the characters all look they, like they should be in different series. 
which is nothing wrong with that, but I really like, um, and you could kind of see this in Haikyuu too, but since that was based on someone else's art, um, less so, um, but like the, the characters in Run With The Wind, like they're, have very like distinctive faces and builds and like, um, and that's always really cool to see, um, in a series that can get a little bit, um, like I said, kind of same facey, series medium. I keep saying the wrong word. Ah. <laughs> okay you'll, you'll get through it okay peter peter you wanted to talk about haiji yeah uh i just i feel like i have a very unhealthy relationship with this anime because every time someone objects to haiji i immediately start rooting for them because fundamentally i do think his plan his plan is unreasonable which i guess is fine uh but also basically the way he's gotten everybody into it is just straight up kind of extorting them uh, like he threatened to kick one person out of the house. Uh, he, in the last episode, he demanded somebody, like basically everybody quit their jobs to do this thing that he wants to do. And I know one guy is specifically trying to find a career. And if he puts his life on hold for six months and then like he's trying to apply for jobs and they see a six months gap, uh, between college and him starting a job, they're going to think he's just a bad candidate and probably not even interview him. So, I mean, that's the Japanese, um, post-college, job recruiting season works differently from uh, it does in the U.S. Like, it's much more formalized process. But he's so. supposed to be opting out of that during yeah. the training phase. I, I don't know. I, I feel like Haiji is just an asshole, uh, and the way the series is sort of framing him as not an asshole is disingenuous. I mean, I don't necessarily agree that it's framing him as not an asshole. I am... I have not made up my mind on Haiji. I think he is complicated, which is which is good, right? Like, it's good to have a character who is complicated and, like, you're not really sure, sort of, you know, like, a quarter of the way through. Like, you can't totally, like, you can see the merits of him, and you, but you can also see the problems with what he's doing. Like, I think he's inter an interesting character. Well, I mean, even if we know his motivations, that doesn't excuse any of his actions. I mean, we like Anakin well, yeah. Skywalker, if you know his backstory, he's still Darth Vader, still killed those kids. Uh, I mean, yeah, like, cool motives still murder. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, we can, like, but, I mean, I'm saying that, like, I don't like, I, I don't know whether or not, I, I, I would consider him a good guy or not, like, and so, you know, it's, it, I, I don't really mind sort of having uh, unclear feelings on this one character. Mm. Um, I don't know, especially with Prince, he basically said, either run or you're homeless. And I know you can't afford to get a new place, so you'll be homeless. And I don't care. That was basically what, that's how he got Prince to run. That's why Prince is running. Because if he doesn't run, he'll be homeless. Yeah, like, listen, like, he does some shady shit. <laughs> that's, that's like, that's villain <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> I'm not, um, like, I'm, I'm not, I just, you know, there are, he does some shady shit, but, like, there he also, like, does some stuff that he really likes, like, um, he is legitimately a really good trainer when he's not, like, totally strong-arming them. He's a, he, he's got talent as a coach, like, he doesn't make Akane feel bad, like, Yes, he strong arms Akane into it. I'm not making excuses for that, like, right? Um, but at the same time, when Akane is running, he is, like, very, very encouraging. He's like, yeah, you know, you're doing it. He, 
it doesn't matter how long it takes at this point like it's just awesome that you are doing your best with it uh just keep going don't stop you know because um, if you stop you'll be homeless no <laughs> 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 Sorry, I, I get where I get where Peter's coming from. I've kind of because I think the strength of the rest of the cast and I find Haiji to be kind of kind of charming even though he isn't he is I don't charming. like him. I don't know. It's it, I have a complicated relationship with him as a character because if he was a real person, I would be super pissed off at him, but as a character in a series about an unlikely band of ath- of athletes coming together as a team to do the impossible, I find him fun. I find him kind of a fun character well, within that you context. Just, you so. just took everything I was saying and then you said it in two sentences. So, there you go. <laughs> you're you're welcome. <laughs> so, but no, yeah. I and I'm kind of curious to see how the series goes with it because I do I do want them. I think they have I think there have been moments when they have kind of called him out for being an ass and I would like them to push that harder and for Haiji to maybe have a moment at some point where he goes, you're right, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that, and then maybe at that point they've all decided, well, we actually do want to do this for our own reasons now, but I, I do think that you have to have some moment where Haiji realizes that like he was being a rat bastard to them, because um, I don't think, I don't know if his character works in a grander scope without that element of like him realizing that what he did was wrong yeah so that's, i do i do concur with you about that one peter yeah that's why my one uh, an aspect of my ideal scenario where hanako ends up running is also that somebody ends up quitting because trying to get people to do shit that way doesn't actually work and doesn't ever have good outcomes so if like need a job guy or prince just says like oh i actually found a new place so fuck you forever i'm never talking to you again hygie and then <laughs> they need a new person and hanako's just like hey actually i can run the whole time did you know i'm on track team <laughs> like, uh, you just need to be on a track team, and I have a record. So I, I feel like that would everything magically coming together would not be good for the show. And I guess if it's too core, it, it couldn't possibly magically come together. But I feel like if it works for all of them, then that's really weird. But I mean, I could I could nitpick yeah. more, but yeah, yeah. But I think I think overall, I mean, it sounds like we're all like in it. We're invested, so we'll be sticking around to kind of see where it goes from here. Still watching it for some reason, so you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see where the, where it takes the story. And it's, I think it's based on a novel. So yeah, those is. are, those are always fun too. We don't get those all that often. So, um, so we know there's a full complete story somewhere, which is great. Um, okay. Next one on the list. We talked about that one for quite a bit. Yeah. Um, Peter, real quick. Um, you've been watching Miss Vampire Who Lives in My Neighborhood. I know Vry really has been enjoying that one. Um, is it still cute vampire gay shenanigans? Uh, yeah, it's pretty harmless. They've expanded the cast. Uh, a lot of the casts are also pretty heavily coded from my admittedly not expert perspective. And yeah, it hasn't really betrayed us in any way to my knowledge. Still. Okay. So still, still a fun little show. Yep. That's good. Um, I guess we don't really need to talk about it then. Uh, if you, if you enjoyed the, that was kind of what Vry said in the three episode check-in too. They were like, if you enjoyed the first episode, you'll keep liking it. If you didn't, there's nothing new here. So. Yep. Um, Same as six. Okay, simple enough. Um, the next one you're watching, Peter, that uh, Caitlin and I have not... I watched the first episode of this, uh, Hinomaru Sumo. Uh, how's yeah. that one doing? I thought the first episode was fine, like there wasn't anything that I needed to warn people about, but, I mean, it looked like a pretty standard uh, boys shonen sports series, so... I mean, <laughs> more of the same. There is a uh, kind of thing going on, uh, potentially. I'm pretty sure it's it kind of is turning around. 
they introduced the the student council president who is uh, a girl who has it out for the main character because it turns out her older brother was that karate guy who he destroys in the first episode. Oh, okay. Uh, so she thought her brother was a really cool delinquent, even though she's the head of the student council. And she doesn't like that he got embarrassed by uh, the main character. Uh, so she kind of has a vendetta against him. And I don't know if it's sort of kind of portrayed in the, the best way, um, but it's kind of turning around. She's obviously going to become like their girl who is their, uh, what's that called? What's the role that girls always take in sports series? The manager? The, the, yeah, the team manager. I mean, she can't, she's yeah. student council president, but she's kind of like organizing and yeah, that, that same kind of archetypical role, I think, is where she's going to end up. Okay. So the series isn't treating her poorly, I take it. It's just pretty kind of standard. Yeah, she just sort of came arc. off like a, I don't know, she's like the main female character in the story and just came off like a, a brat who wanted to ruin this guy because he made Oni-chan look, look not cool. So I was just like, <laughs> oh, that's not very good rep. It is turning yeah. around, but yeah, could be better. Past that, okay. hella shonen sports series. Yeah, that was definitely the sense I got from mm-hmm. it, too. So, all right, good to know. Um, Anima Yell, you talked about this one at the three-episode check-in, and it sounded... This is one that I've kind of had, like, low-key on my um, watch list and just have not gotten around to it because it's been a wild season for me. Um, how's that one doing? I know I know. as of the three-episode, you were pleasantly surprised by it. Uh, yeah, I really... I don't know. I, I feel like this would normally be a show that I'd probably drop just because it's... Uh... Uh, kind of along the lines with Miss Vampire, just, I guess, a good season for those types of shows. It kind of just, every once in a while, hits you with a really, really good joke. One that you wouldn't expect, kind of, given the the structure. Like, I think it's much funnier than Miss Vampire. Past that, I mean, it's pretty, uh, girls form a club and do a thing. Um, it is worth, I guess we mentioned in the three episode, everybody was making, uh, uh, talking about the, uh, the sort of romance subplot, I guess a girl comes to them because they're the cheerleading squad and she wanted them to cheer her up, maybe misunderstanding precisely what cheerleaders do. Okay. Because she wanted help confessing her love to her her academic tutor. Yeah, I they didn't really get into whether or not it's a problematic age gap, uh, but she does at one point uh, admit that it is a woman, not a man, and the girls kind of just, they were talking about what boys like and they just go, oh, well, I, what do girls like then? And since they didn't make a big deal out of it, the girl was really relieved, I guess. So Aww. I think it kind of, uh, a lot of people were saying that it was a very positive showing of a, a good experience kind of coming out and not being judged or acting like it's weird. Just sort of, they took it in stride and didn't make a big deal out of it and were supportive. That's cool. So I, I heard a lot of positive response for that. I also think it does a really good job with, uh, I guess Arima had a really bad experience and now it's showing that she has some anxiety about her social interactions. Whenever she, like, kind of thinks of how a situation should go, often it leads to her being abandoned by everyone. And Aww. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, I don't know, it's played a little bit humorously, but it kind of shows you how, like, your thought processes can, like, kind of go to a horrible place pretty frequently. And I think she's sort mm-hmm. of gaining confidence in, her, in their friendship, so she's not going to do that anymore. But I, that's one of the other things I appreciate that the show's been doing. Uh, it's probably talking a lot more about anime yell than really needs to. Besides that, no, it- yeah. Sound, it sounds like a nice show. Again, yeah. it's it's been kind of low-key on my to-watch list, and I just I had to catch up on stuff I was still behind on from last season. I just haven't been able to get into it yet. Yeah. But um, you're you're make, you're selling it well. I might I'm going to try to check it out. Yeah, funny and offensive, and I think it's got a couple really good high points. So cool. Um, the next one on the list, I at this point I'm going to at least mention the shows as we get to them since we're since we're heading towards the top of the 
mm-hmm. the top of the charts, I guess. Uh, the next one was Release the Spice. Caitlin and I both gave it the old college try, and um, wasn't really doing much for us, I think. Uh, is that track, Caitlin? I know you, you wrote the three-episode check-in, so yeah. folks want to kind of read up on it. That's probably a good place for it. I didn't even make it to three. I made it to two. So, yeah. yeah. It, it's just a, it, a cute girl's kicking butt series, like... Yeah. Um, with some, with I think some kind of sort of troubling undertones with yeah. the way the villains are presented. Yeah. Um, which, again, I'll, I'll direct folks to the three episode check in post because I, I think anything we talk about here will just end up rehashing that since we haven't seen anything past that point. Yeah. Um, next show on the list is The Girl in Twilight. I am the only one watching, well, Vry's watching it, but they're not on the call. Um, I I've been this keeping up with that season. one. No, that was Phantom in the Twilight. Uh, <laughs> Phantom. Right. There, I should come up with some kind of helpful mnemonic device, but Phantom in the Twilight was the. Wait, one isn't with that the a Zelda ca- game? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the girl in Twilight, not to be confused with the many other series that have the word Twilight in them, um, is there are a lot of things I really like about it. Like it's, it's kind of clumsy. Like the animation is kind of clumsy. Um, the stories are a little bit, um, smack you in the face with the point, I guess. Um, but they're very enjoyable. Like the central thread throughout, like pretty much every, every story is about like, um, these teen girls who maybe don't quite fit the, image that's sort of projected onto them um like there's a whole there's a and it's like set up into two little two episode arcs for each girl to kind of explore their character and then they get to level up at the end and like access their superpowers which is fun um but one of the arcs is about they go to like this alternate universe and every girl has to everyone has to get married at like 16 and the girl has kind of this big revelation about like i've just kind of been letting other people sort of direct my life and i'm not going to do that anymore and um and then the next arc is kind of kind of a similar thing where this girl who everyone just assumes really likes cute things because she's kind of a cute sort of soft voiced uh, person um, is actually like really into superheroes and like violent westerns and things like that. Um, so she has a little arc about like you know being accepted for who she is and stuff like that. Um, so I want to be like, yeah, it's a really nice you know fairly straightforward story about like female agency and friendships and girl power. Um, that's maybe not super nuanced, but like, you know, a good feel good show for folks that you could like, you know, show to your, show to your 12 year old cousins or whatever. Um, except for some damn reason, every two episodes or so, they have to throw in some bullshit cheesecake fan service shots, like skeevy ass close ups on boobs out of absolutely nowhere in a show that has nothing to do with it. It's almost like someone at the studio made them add them. Um, it's really jarring and it's super frustrating because I, I'm, it's so close to being a show that I could just be like, yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, super, again, it's not like groundbreaking, but it's really nice and I'm having a good time with it. Um, and then that frickin', the frickin' fan service that comes out of nowhere to just, as Caitlin said earlier, slap you in the face with a pair of boobs. Yeah. So, I'm still enjoying it. Um, less so, the first episode, what, two through four, I think were like, no, two and three were completely void of fan service and were great. And then four and five started bringing in the nonsense again. So, uh, that hasn't been so fun. Um, 
but I'm still watching it. I'm still in it as far as like the actual narrative beats go, and the different you know the different alternate universes they go to are fun. Um, I'm curious to see where the series takes itself, and I'm gonna keep watching. I'm just um, again frustrated at how close it is to being a totally on board recommendation, and is not. So womp womp. Um, the next show was Boarding School Juliet. Um, I watched the first three of that. Um, it was a honestly pretty cute little rom-com that kept falling all over anime bullshit. Um, I, I kind of thought I might come back to it, but there's there's just better stuff this season, so I'm gonna watch that instead. Ouch. Um, I mean, it's it wasn't like I it wasn't like I hard dropped it. It was more like I just didn't ever get around to watching the next episode. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't I don't see me coming back to it, which is too bad because I think it once again I think it was really close to being like genuinely quite good. Um, but I'll again direct you to the three episode check in for more detailed conversation on that one. Um, next up, Radiant. I got through the first three of this. I have not come back to it because Alma left the cast and I decided I didn't care anymore because she was so cool. But Peter, you're still keeping up with Radiant. Uh, how's it going? Uh, I'm very confused because it's like, uh, almost like a 180 from the manga. Everything has been entirely different since he defeats the first nemesis. Uh, I think it's really kind of been leveled out. Like a lot of the really goofy or emotional scenes have been made much more bland by the anime, which is disappointing. Uh, but the manga also didn't give any backstory on Alma. So we basically got half an episode on what's her deal that uh, is not available in the manga at this point. Uh, she just kind well, of nice. disappears and you don't know anything about her or what she was doing or how she met Seth or anything like that. Um, I don't know when they were going to get to that in the manga. Then not much is translated yet. Uh, then like everything since has been changed I do think they've been doing some other stuff that's interesting and added some good goofs to maybe compensate for it. I'm just kind of like reeling from how different it is, to be honest. Uh, I don't know if there's too much I can really say about it. I like Melier a lot. Uh, I don't know if she's... Uh, how problematic the archetype where there's a girl who switches personalities is, but... Uh, so she has like a couple of different personas. Is it played up like her like curse sort of is hysteria? when she gets super uh, emotional, she turns into crazy Millie, which is like a homicidal oh maniac. She can only use defensive magic, but when she's in her crazy mode, she's really good at offensive magic. So she's got a yandere buried inside of her, or I guess she is just a yandere. It's hard. Like... To, you don't know who the real one is, I guess. Yeah, that sounds like it might definitely worth mentioning. Probably not. Good. The most tasteful decision. Yeah. And now he's learning how to do magic. So we really haven't gotten to see too many of the series' strengths. Um, I think it's still funny. Do you know if it's scheduled for one core or two? Because at this point, they're at the halfway point, and it sounds like they're still kind of in prologue mode. I don't, honestly, I don't know if they've announced the episode count, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it just became a long-running shonen series, since that is what I believe the manga is. So it could just become it another is. Black Clover or Horto or yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how well it's doing popularity wise, um, but good. It's maybe. it's a shonen series, so good. it's doing well. Yeah. So, so would you, as someone who dropped it at episode three because I was annoyed that Alma left, would you encourage me to go back to it, or do you think it's kind of whatever? I'm I'm not sure. I could say it's really weird. Like Doc, I don't know if you were introduced to him. Uh, the, I don't think so. No. Oh, he has a a pig airship. Yeah, I saw him in the credits, but I, I didn't meet the character proper. Yeah, he's, like, trying to uh, win the affections of a woman who runs a cafe who her father is a puppet on her hand. 
Um, I'm not sure if she's crazy or if her father was turned into a puppet or if her... I don't know. I don't want to know why her dad is a puppet on her hand. Uh, but This he, <laughs> sounds weird enough to be interesting yeah. to me. Um, I, do have a, I do have a soft spot for just, like, gleefully weird shit, yeah. so... Um, maybe I'll maybe I'll come back to it and see how I feel about it with when Alma's not around anymore. Yeah, Melee um, is pretty fun too. She's okay. got like a cardboard cutouts in her room who are her friends who she has tea parties with and stuff. <laughs> it's it's really really weird. Yeah, like it's it, that you can tell I'm having a hard time <laughs> like kind, kind of putting of, it into words. Yeah, describing yeah. what's good about the series just because it's kind of a bunch of weird stuff. Uh, it's definitely probably the weirdest shonen out there. Well, and if it's truthfully, um, it's uh, Keiji Seiji is the. Uh, sorry, I think I said his name wrong. Kishi Seiji. There yeah. we go. Kind of sounds like a sneeze. Um, he uh, he's the director on this one, and he um, he does he actually does I think weird very well. Mm-hmm. So that's probably a good fit for him. So that does sort of encourage me to maybe give it another try. I'd say um, give it a shot yeah, at least. I might have to check it out. See if you yeah, like sure. Melier. I think her introductory episode was actually pretty funny. The way they did some like. Scooby Doo type sneaking around and stuff. So, I guess I could say okay. it, it is really funny. I, I'm just trying to quantify it in the terms of like a normal show. Maybe I shouldn't be doing that. Give it, a, give it a shot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll check it out. Um, let's move on to the next one because we, despite our attempts to trim down our time, we are almost up at the hour and we still haven't talked about Double Decker, which oh, all three of us boy. are watching. And oh boy. Yeah. Um, so I know Vrya and Caitlin, Vrya especially, were both very high on this one in the premiere and then the three-episode check-in. Um, it seemed like a show that was trying to say a thing about like class consciousness, and it had an episode that seemed to be pretty pro-union and um, you know pretty diverse cast. And so where are we? Where are we now, guys? Well, it was doing very, very well. Up until the last episode, which was bad in a multitude of ways. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much every way that an episode could be bad, it, in, it was bad. Because there was the whole thing about um, about Kirill's sister, who Kirill... Who Valerie, was, yeah. I believe. Well, Kirill's sister, Mila, who like had been missing for all those years, and then showed up and then mysterious like at Derek's bar all of a sudden and then Carol goes to the bathroom and oh who's in the bathroom who walks up next to him at the urinal and unzips their pants Mila who's like yeah my name is actually Valerie which is apparently uh in Russian a man's name just it dropped the ball in so many ways it was just a rich tapestry of how not to handle this sort of situation. Yeah. Um, well, and then the way the other, like Carol was t- super chill about it, which was great. Um, and then all of his coworkers were kind of terrible. Um, and they were they terrible were... in different ways. They were all terrible. Yeah. They were. Yeah. Like one of them was mad because um, I guess Valerie is the name I'll use um, was like keeping it a secret. And the end they were like, well, they should, they should, uh, they should tell Derek. I'm, I'm going to use they because I'm not clear on if the character is intended to be a trans woman or a cross-dresser. Um, I, it's not handled well, so but so I could see it being uh, super uncomfortable and bothersome for lots of people, It's kind of the, uh, the Noriko paradigm. What pronoun do I... What is the least crappy way to use the pronouns? 
Yeah, but Shigi Yugi has the ex- has at least I mean it's not an excuse, but was written in the early nineties. Yeah. <laughs> um, we are past that. We should be past that shit. Anyway, um, so it handled that very terribly, and then it did a very um, what's the word reductive, I guess. Um, explanation for why Doug has developed class consciousness and it involves fridging a young girl character for man pain. Um, uh, that one instant instance made him the only like my hope with that is that it was Travis saying that and Travis like sort of making a guess and Travis is an idiot. Travis is an idiot. So and that's the thing the show has done some stuff in the past where it set you up to think it was going to go down a particular road like it looked like it looked like they had killed off the one black character like before the show even started and then he was fine it was just Carol was an idiot and misunderstood oh Um, that was really great D you were so concerned about that (laughs) I was I was pretty and I mean I figured it out before Carol did but um when it looked like when it looked like he was dead I was like oh awesome well done double decker um and then and then turns out Derek's fine um so it's it's definitely done some kind of switch up things in the past. Maybe it could, but the way it handled Valerie was bad enough that I think we've kind of lost some of our faith in the show. Um, I'm gonna keep watching it, but folks should know that it 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 took a it took a bit of a face plant in episode yeah. six. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely. I don't know that one's further along. I'm definitely gonna keep watching it. Um, the thing, like, because that episode was weak in a lot of ways it was also just a very like it didn't do anything like interesting with any part of the situation like Mm-mm. you know because the fun thing about double decker is it's it, it kind of like you know it, it kind of tosses things up and like does things kind of differently and then this episode didn't um so that was uh really disappointing and but i still like i want to see how it handles uh max and and uh yuri boxer and robot oh yeah that's the next episode so So, and by the time this episode drops i think that by the time this podcast drops that episode of double decker i think will be out yeah um we'll find out if they're gonna um how if they're gonna miss the football on that one as well because if they miss the football on that one then like i don't know if i'll be able to keep watching it yeah, yeah. If they no, if they if they do a bad two weeks in a row, then I think I think we'll all be like sort of exhausted by it at that point. Like, but and there, there's just been so much setting it up. Like, like first of all, Maxine has like the 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 most the gayest female character design I've ever seen. <laughs> like, sure, sure. <laughs> like, and like every like you know in the opening they're like standing together like it's a very like not even like a teasy way but just a very intimate sort of gesture where like yo oh yeah they're like dancing and almost kissing and yeah no it seems like they're well and also like that's the um ending but like in the opening when they're showing all the partners like um maxine is standing behind robot and robot has her hand over Maxine's robot has a name right why are we calling her robot Yuri I I don't because she's a robot (laughs) that's also her code name is robot she's also a person okay that's also her code name that's also yeah like I don't know why I call like I'm switching back and forth like in the ending I would say that's definitely kissing also uh robots definitely grabbing Maxine's ass in the ending sequence as well (laughs) oh right for sure so if they like so if, if they 
like fuck that up and they're like yeah no they're just really good friends then like what the fuck <laughs> are pals. you even doing right like, bffs yeah like that yeah. would just we'll be see. too demoralizing to continue on hopefully they they don't hopefully yeah. they don't mess that one up that's all i can say no um and that would be too bad because i really like the show and i really like pink aka you know the same the, the person who shares your name d <laughs> Dina. Well, not 100% my name, but, you know, fairly close. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't get a lot of characters who are even close, so that's always fun. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it could it could still pull itself together, but that was a pretty significant fumble halfway through the... I, I think halfway through. We don't have an episode count on this one yet. Um, so we'll keep an eye on it, and folks at home, if you're suddenly like, oh no, I don't want to watch Double Decker anymore, uh, I guess tune in for the series finale and for the series retrospective podcast, and we will... Keep you posted on that one. Um, last show on the list. Um, I will try to do this quickly because it's just me and I don't want to be monologuing for too too terribly long. Um, Bloom into you. Uh, it took me a while, but every week I warm up to it a little bit more. It's really grown on me. Um, I think it's, it's shaping up to be one of the best shows of the season. Um, it is really... I, I, tweeted this out earlier today too because I realized I hadn't really talked about the show at all and it definitely deserved a little bit um, production wise it is it's gorgeous um, and the storyboards are really very excellent it's a I mean it's a super quiet kind of internally driven um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just use the phrase love story because I'm not a hundred percent sure it's a romance yet um, between uh, these these two girls you and Toko and um, I had for some reason thought it was going to be like big on melodramatics. I think I'd had people describe it as like a melodrama to me in the past. And it's not, it's a very like understated series. Um, but the storyboards do a really good job of conveying a lot of the characters, like internal uh, situation through the visual language, um, keeping things kind of like fresh and moving, even when, you know, it's really just like two people in a room talking to each other. Um, it looks really good. It's the characters are really well fleshed out and very um very unique to um kind of the genre of of uh, teen school romance stories uh yuri or otherwise toko has a lot of um kind of insecurity issues with the person she really is and like who she's kind of presenting to the world um you currently reads and this is like the one point and i'm not even really calling it a criticism it's just something folks should be aware of you reads very strongly as um, asexual, aromantic, so ace arrow. Um, I don't think that's the direction the series is taking her. I think she's intended to be sort of a late bloomer or maybe even like, um, maybe even sort of like repressed kind of character. And I think they are eventually going to ease her into like a more like traditional, like allosexual romance with Toko. I could be wrong, but that's the sense I get from the series. Um, so I do know there are some Ace Arrow folks out there who have felt sort of some trepidation for the series because they feel like it's setting them up for a story that they're not going to get, and that's totally fair. Um, but I think if you go in with your expectations tempered um, for it to be, you know, more of a, a slow burn um, Allo-Yuri relationship, um, I think you will be well rewarded. Um, the, again, the character dynamics are really really well done and very interesting and they just they feel like people in a way that is sometimes rare with stories like these and it takes a little while to to get that feel for it i think um 
but now that I'm now that I'm halfway through, I'm I'm all in with it, and I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing where they they take the characters' relationships and their sort of individual stories of self realization and and all that. So yeah, Bloom into You recommended, which we've I was kind of lukewarm about it at the three episodes. So I do I'm trying to be a little bit louder about recommending it to folks now because it has uh, it has won me over at this point, definitely. Um, that brings us to the top of our list. Is there anything, we're not going to cover sequels for this one, folks, at home. We will, uh, cover them in our season retrospective, which will probably be enormous. Um, was there anything else y'all wanted to say before we, um, before I play us out? Golly, can't waste of it. Uh, oh, okay. If we are going to say something about sequels, watch Thunderbolt Fantasy. Puppets, y'all. All right. Puppets. Then I have to. Um, then I have to jump in and say, uh, JoJo's Part Five after the first couple episodes becomes newbie friendly again, and it's good. But Josuke is still the better JoJo. Josuke's four, right? Josuke is four. Yeah. Oh yeah, agree. It's Pompadour one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe folks will fight with you guys in the comments on that one. Um, fight me. Yeah. But let's go. Yeah. Aw snap! You heard that, listeners. Um, invitation to our comment section to fight about who the best jo- who the best JoJo protagonist but is. Anime so far. only because I'm still holding out for Jolene. Hell yeah! I have good, sure, I have anime a good only. feeling about Jolene. Yep. Totally yeah. fair. Same page. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I might actually I the pop into JoJo's for, for that. Once. Oh, that happens sometimes. Um, but yeah, uh, folks at home, if there's any shows that we um, maybe are overlooking and you feel like, you know, deserve some love, let us know in the comments. If there's anything, you know, you'd like to chime in about the stuff we talked about today, also join us in the comments. Um, we do hope you have enjoyed this episode of Chatty AF. Uh, if you like what you heard, tell your friends about us. And if you really liked what you heard, we'd love it if you'd head over to www.patreon.com backslash anime feminist and become a patron for as little as $1 a month. Your support really goes a long way towards making Anime Feminist happen, both in print and in your earbuds. We have lots of big projects coming up in the future, including a site overhaul that would include accessibility updates and would also um, allow us to transcribe our podcasts, um, pay someone to do that because we currently just don't have the funding for it. Um, so if you can toss a few dollars our way, that'd be excellent. Um, if your friends can toss a few dollars our way, that would also be excellent. So let them know. Um, and if you are interested in more from the team and our contributors, uh, you can check us out at www.animefeminist.com, on Facebook at Anime Fem, on Tumblr at Anime Feminist, and on Twitter at Anime Feminist. And that's the show. Oh, real quick, that's not the show. One more notice. Um, folks, we are dropping down to a bi-weekly schedule on podcasts. Um, it's purely a scheduling thing. Um, we're a little bit um, there's not that many of us who can record these regularly, and we all have a lot of other stuff going on, and recording a podcast a week was, um, it just was getting to the point where it wasn't feasible, um, and we were sort of worried that we were going to end up dropping, like, super sleepy, half-assed episodes on y'all, um, so to, we're going to go with quality over quantity and do these every other week, so twice a month, basically, um, so you will hear from us again two weeks from now where we'll be starting a um, new sort of watch-along format. Um, We're excited about it, so I hope you will check that out. Uh, Take care of yourself, Annie Femme, and we will catch you in the next episode. I got it. JoJo's Bizarre Solidarity. (laughs) Okay. Okay.